Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 10. It says, For the land without thou goest to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out, and where thou sowest thy seed, so is your seed, and it watereth and watereth it with thy food as a garden of what? Herbs. Now what does he say? Next verse. But the land whither thou go to possess is a land of hills and valleys that does what? Drinks of the water of the lane of heaven. So it says in Egypt you are watering it. The seed wasn't the problem. The dream, dream wasn't the problem. It was what was empowering it. But here, it's a land that drinks of the water of the rain of heaven. What is the rain of heaven? The thoughts of God. So it's a land, the land that flows with milk and honey, which we call the promised land, is a person that is sitting under the ministry of the Holy Spirit where the thoughts of God are coming upon that thing that you are doing. Now look at the next verse there. It says, a land with the Lord thy God careth for, and the eyes of the Lord of God are upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of that year. So rain is falling, which means that this is a land here that is receiving, is receiving, is receiving thoughts directly from God. Which means God is speaking to you from his word concerning this. So you, you know what is the most refreshing time for that person? When they sit with the word. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Please understand this. Satan will let you pray so long as you don't read the Bible. The distance between you and the Bible is the closeness with Satan to you. What he's trying to stop is that. I'll show you what David said. The, you see, when people say, well, I was praying to God about you, what did God say to you? Because once God starts talking to you, peace begins to come. Didn't you hear what he said? He said, I have told them to sit still. Their strength is to do what? Sit still. He said, in returning and in what? Rest. Shall you be saved? What is the rest? Which means in returning to him. He's, look at what he says here. He says, if they will return, Isaiah 55 verse 7. Right? We'll get that scripture. I'm going to use the last one. Isaiah 55 7. Quickly put it out. He says, let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man is thoughts, which means many ways of trying to do it. He says, let them do what? Return to the Lord. Which means God. He says, and I will have mercy. Which means in returning and then entering into rest, are you going to be saved? So, you open up. Now, I do agree. Many of you read the Bible and don't see anything inside the Bible except thou saith, so saith, you saith. Because the Satan is still putting that blindfold. And they've not entered into the place of prayer. Where they make, alright, listen, and someone, someone said, where they make their prayer, request known unto God and press into that place of prayer until they start having notes of victory so that when they open the Bible, the Bible speaks to them. And once the Bible starts speaking, answers speak. Listen, listen I've, I've told you, there was a day, somebody many years ago, one chap just walked up to me, a young chap. He said, he said, listen, he said, he said, Pastor, I said, what? He said, listen, I saw blood. He, somebody after service, he said, I saw blood. This many, maybe about 12, 15. He said, I saw blood. I had a dream. He said, and when I dream like that, I, told, I just, I just saw him in a dream. 
if everybody's dreaming, what to also. So I left him. But he disturbed me. Because he just came up and he was saying something. He said, I saw blood, I saw blood. People, there was something that happened, I saw blood. Ah. So I said, let me go and pray. So I started praying, 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 praying. Now, you'll be praying, you're still disturbed. Pray. I opened the Bible one day, after much prayer. I saw, as a man dreameth, and in his dream he ate, and woke up, and was hungry. And in the dream, so shall it be. Ah, when I saw it, no effort was required on my part. Peace entered. I knew the judgment of God had entered my heart concerning it and eradicated that thing. Do you get what I'm saying? But you can still be praying and be disturbed. That's why many people that pray and check outside is a manifestation of anxiety. And because there's still anxiety, then you want to manipulate the environment to try to make it happen. Do you get what we're saying here? You might even recognize that person is to help you. But God says, wait until the person suggests it, not use it. That was what happened to Joseph. Joseph told the chief butler, he picked it up in the spirit. Because you can pray to you can pick things in the spirit. And Joseph went to God, God is going to say, And anytime you do that, you push the manifestation further. Because that person now has to overcome something. So they themselves don't think that you are manipulating them. So they have to come out of that feeling of manipulation to help you. Because once people feel that you are manipulating them, they pull back. And avoid, they're going to wait. Are you following? So Isaiah 30 and verse 7. I'll close with it. Isaiah 30 and verse 7. So there's the same thing he was saying. All right? When we started in verse 1. So you commit your way to God. We've said this. Take it to God in prayer and, and let the Bible begin to speak to you. And let the peace of God start coming to you from the word of God. Now, it's, it's, it's the accumulation of those thoughts and, and the accumulation, and that's what you take in. On Sunday, I'll talk about this, into the place of meditation. All right? Where you meditate upon. You know, God showed me, I just saw the scripture in a new way. All right? You know, when you pray to God, God is judge. So, context of prayer, you go to him as a judge. And the scripture tells us in Isaiah 33, and that's the order. And that's the way, that is the way, that is the way civilization was formed where you have three arms of government. They got it from that scripture in Isaiah 33. God is the judge, judiciary. God is the lawgiver, legislator. And God is the king, executive. If you read it the way God has said it, then you know the judiciary is the most powerful. That is why you can pass a law in the National Assembly. It depends on the way the Supreme Court interprets that law. Didn't you see them sack a governor who is a king just with a decision? And then they said by interpretation of the law, this is our interpretation to it. It's over. There's nothing you can do. That's the end. You are leaving. 
That's why I said this. Even before there was any king or God gave any law, Moses had to have a judicial system of resolving conflict, which is what his father-in-law told him. Conflict among people, you have to set up a system to resolve it. So there's judge. So when you go to God in prayer, God gives you the law. In other words, he answers that prayer by giving you his word. Then he operates as a king. When you enter into, and we'll talk about this on Sunday, into praise to execute that word on your behalf. You want to see the, the kingly anointing of God, you enter praise. All right? He says, at the sound of the cymbals, I will execute blues. So a person meditates, receives the thoughts of God, and then he begins to, he begins to, all right? That's why the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, which means your right standing with God. Your righteousness through which you access the presence of God. And when you access the presence of God, then comes peace. And then after peace comes joy, all right? Which is now rejoicing in what? All right? Rejoicing in those things that you have seen inside the word of God. Then the power begins to come into operation. So let me close here. Isaiah 30 quickly, it says in verse 7, it says, For the Egyptians that you went to shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have cried concerning this. Their strength is to do what? Sit still. Our meditation is in that place of stillness. You see this word stillness is, is, is where? That's why Moses told them, he said, Stand still and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. Stillness is the hardest thing. Everybody wants to move. Particularly in a city like Lagos. Stillness is rare. That's why you have no depth of thought because no stillness. All right? People have not entered into the place of stillness. Stillness. The scripture says an ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. That meek and quiet spirit is a spirit that cannot be disturbed. Quietness is stillness. Cannot be disturbed by what is going on in the environment. So let's go to verse 15. So he had told them. Verse 15. For thus here the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and in what rest shall you be saved? In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, but you will not. Okay, put up, put, put up verse 15 there. The Lord Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel says, coming back to me by returning and resting in me, you will be saved. In quietness and trust, all right, or confidence there, you will be made strong, but you refused. And though you both know we will flee on horses, you will indeed flee for your lives. You say we will ride on swift horses, but your pursuers will be swift to chase you. Verse 17. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, and all will flee at the threat of five, until nothing will be left of you like a lonely staff, flagstaff on the top of a hill, like a signpost on a barren mountain. Verse 18. For this reason is the Lord, the Lord is still waiting to show his favor to you so that he can show you his marvelous love. In other words, you are running around, but God is waiting to show you his love. Do you get what I'm saying here? 
It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like somebody wants to fulfill a vision. You know, he went somewhere, he knocked somewhere, he went somewhere, he knocked on the door, he did that, he knocked there, he did this, he knocked there, he did that, he knocked there, he tried all kinds of things, and then he sat down and with God. And God says, I've been waiting to show you my love on this thing, to show you how much I love you. Let me do it then you will know how much I love you. All this running around, he says you've been running until, he says this thing, until you'll be left. Wait, let me show you, I've been waiting to show you my love. It went on. All right? I mean, this guy, this man, when he called me, he said, he said, this is what he said, though. he said I invited 40 bishops and a few archbishops to this, to this wedding but you are the one who will speak and all of them will listen to you. And I know who he, all the people he called, his friends. Because that's his only child. So all of them will come. Because he has been with them from the 80s. He said, but my son said, he said, this person will do the joining. And he called the minister's name. But my son said, you will preach and lay hands on us. And asked his father, that's all I ask of you. So if God is waiting, he has his plan. You are trying to preach on the pulpit of people. Do you get what I'm saying here? Can I remember somebody that 30 years, 30, 30, I've, I've, I've forgotten. I mean, conscious now. So God is waiting that he might show you his love. Just like somebody at this church said, he got a big opening. I said, how did you get it? it I've said this story before. He said, I, my, I saw my classmates in, in, in the airport. Schoolmates from secondary school. He said, so what happened? He said, the guy can talk, eh? Small thing. I just remembered. I quickly hid myself. He said, unfortunately for me, they postponed the flight. And they'll keep postponing. So I was checking out the guy, checking the guy, checking the guy. So he doesn't see me. He said, one time I forgot momentarily. I just felt a hand on my shoulder. My God. <laughs> he said, I just said, my guy. I said, yeah, what's happening? Ah! He said, how did I forget? He said, the guy sat down, started talking. He said, yes, yes, yes. He said, now, so what? You? I said, but you read theater arts in school. This is technology. What is your own with that? He said, until the guy said, hey, 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 this company in this place, one place, one country in Europe, have been looking for somebody to represent them. They want to do certain things with the government. Hey, you're a good guy. You have been a good guy from school. Let me introduce you to them. Will you be their technical, will you be their partner here? Those people within six months had bought a house in VGC as office. He was CEO there. And you are running away. <laughs> so what I'm trying to tell you is that God knows more than you. But he says, you said, no, it's hustle. He said, continue. All right? He said, I said, in returning and rest, you said, no, we will flee upon what? Horses. Keep fleeing. Then, the ban of Kada, you are wrong. <laughs> he said, sit down in your house, make a phone call, and read your Bible. Let us discuss this thing. The Holy Ghost is trying to tell you, went again on Twitter, Okada ban. So quickly, our time is up. He says, for this reason, the Lord is still waiting. He's still waiting. That love, he says, when it's like a dam that will break over your life. 
to show favor to you so he can show you his marvelous love. He waits to be gracious to you. He sits on his throne ready to show you mercy. For Yahweh is a Lord of justice, faithful to keep his promise. Overwhelmed with bliss, that's peace, are all those who entwine their hearts with him, waiting for him to help them. Yes, now this is how they ever come. The people of Zion who live in Jerusalem shall weep no more. He will be, how compassionate he will be when he hears your cries for help. He will answer you when he hears your voice. Even though the Lord allowed you to go through the season of hardship and difficulty, he himself will be there with you and he will not hide himself from you. In other words, when you start praying, you start seeing God. He says, he will not hide himself. Your eyes will constantly see him as your teacher. So the minute you start praying to him, God starts, your eyes will start seeing him do what? Teach you. And when you turn to the right or turn to the left, you will hear his voice guiding you saying, this is the right path. That's what begins to happen. It doesn't start with manifestation on the outside. He says he will give you the rain of your seed. If you read it on there, he says, you will see idols as unclean silver, all those things, you will discard them away. As good as then the Lord will supply you with abundance of rain. And that rain will make, take it from the bread of adversity to the bread of the increase of the earth. It starts by you going to God and making the specific request known. Are you following what I'm saying? You are not competing with anybody about who knows Bible more. You are hearing God on your matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Abraham wasn't discussing anything with anybody. It's his matter. He was going to God. This, this thing I say is childish. You go and start arguing on, on, on Facebook. Is that what they sent you to do? Read the Bible and get your ministry of the word here. Saying what somebody else is preaching is not right. It's not your problem. Read the Bible. And live right. If you command things, then people will listen. Alright? So, go up to him in prayer. And then you open up it and let him start ministering to you his thoughts. And you stay in prayer there. Say, God, this Bible must talk to me. Are you following what I'm saying? Abu must talk to me. Because without that, it's slavery. I know what I'm telling you. People will toss you to and fro, tell you all kinds of things. Jump up, jump up, because the expression will set it. Sit down, sit down. Or any doctrine will carry you anywhere. Uh, I mean, there are people that, Christians, and it's increasing in number, who are beginning to go into them, and they say it's prophets that they are seeing. It starts as prophet. Of course, everybody will say prophet because that's how you market witchcraft now. Witchcraft is being marketed in the name of what? Prophet. And what causes that to happen is the problems in people's lives. Full stop. All this prophet business is problems in people's lives. That means they come to the church to be entertained, but the problem, they go to the prophet. And the prophet says all kinds, does all kinds of things. Starts with prayer. And when you are desperate, you will do anything. All right? They will say, take this thing, shake it on your head four times. You, you start doing that. They say, ah, what are you saying? It's in the Bible. <laughs> because you can justify anything 
from the scriptures by saying that a prophet told someone to go into the river and dip seven times. If you can say that, then you can say the prophet also said you should carry a calabash and walk on that beach. You can say that now. So that's instruction. That's instruction. Jesus said, fill pots with water. You too. <laughs> Look for all the pots in your house. You can say anything. I hope I'm saying it. And once you are matched, gone into that flow. And the reason is, God, people are not getting the word of God to talk to them. Because once the word of God is talking to you, that's it. I was telling them that, you know, people that navigate your way, that when he says we give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word, it's not saying prayer and the preaching of the word, it's prayer and the word ministering to us. In other words, we must give ourselves to prayer and sit down to allow the word to minister to us. If I'm saying so, it's, though, it's the body of those thoughts you now take into the place of meditation. Okay, and start meditating. I'm talking about on Sunday, meditating there on the thoughts of God, and you give yourself wholly to those things that He has opened up unto you, because it's like a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the day star arises inside your heart. Okay, but please don't have any, don't have any agenda for any other human being apart, to, apart from helping them. Have no agenda for anybody apart from helping them. And helping them not to get anything back from it. Are you following? Okay? Not to get anything. If, if, if you do anything, it's not because you want to get anything from people. You just do it because God asked you and instructed you. All right, to do that particular thing, okay? And allow the word of God to minister to you and peace be in your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. By the power of your spirit, I ask you to establish us in this truth and open up the eyes of our hearts to cause there to be a continuous ministration by your spirit of your thoughts from the scriptures concerning the things we are praying about until our heart be filled with the peace of God that passeth all understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. Amen. All right, let's, um, we're, we're still speaking on the subject of incubation and um,
uh, we've said um, it's a year of uh, the year of, of the quantum leaps. And we also said on Sunday that to get better results, therefore, you have to cultivate a more knowledgeable approach to your life. In other words, there must be more knowledge that is involved in every action that you carry out. Because it's the same things that you are doing over and over. You know, in other words, is if you, if, you, if you attend church, right, or when you attend church, it's the same church or same services, uh, same prayer you are offering up. When I say prayer, same act of praying. It's the same act of worshiping God. It's the same act of doing everything. But what changes the outcome of those same actions is the amount of knowledge that is involved when you are doing the same thing. So when you are praying this year, more, all right, workable knowledge or more understanding is involved. Uh, whatever you are doing, uh, there is more uh, workable knowledge that is involved in it. And so I want to talk about uh, starting the year uh, by incubating, first of all, on our dreams. Uh, we said incubation is the time period where a person, when you've received or you've recognized what is inside your heart, uh, is the time period that elapses there between when a person uh, starts incubating or the person chooses to become a host of that particular idea or thought or vision and to hold it firm inside your heart knowing that it must go through some form of development on the inside before it is exposed on the outside and that when that exposure occurs it's the dreamer by itself within that starts expressing itself in the life of that person kicking upon that person that the time has come for the fulfillment of this particular thing. For example, when it was time for Moses, for the fulfillment of what God placed in the heart of Moses, there was the appearance of something on the outside. That is, Moses saw a bush that was burning that was not consumed. And so the sign appeared on the outside and then when Moses, all right, saw something, and he now said, let me look at what is going on here, then God stepped in and said, now the time has now come for what I have placed on the inside of you. And we said failure a lot of times is as a result of premature exposure. In other words, people are the ones, all right, that, that you know, just go out and want to do something, right uh, about their dream and vision in the sense that it's not the right action it hasn't developed it hasn't matured uh, prematurely they just go out and, and and make things worse by stepping out of timing and so we said timing is not about whether it was done on the 5th of april 5th of september or 5th of november or 5th of december or 2020 or 2021 or 2019 is when the timing was right. In other words, the individual allowed the vision to mature on the inside 
until the symptoms of it started appearing on the outside. So it's almost like if a person, God forbid, all right, has carries a malaria parasite, right? It is in people, all right? It's just that it doesn't mature to the point where it now breaks out on the outside and the symptoms. And so when it breaks out, a person now begins to feel the symptoms is the same way if you incubate upon your vision and you allow it to grow and mature on the inside of you, then things begin to happen on the outside. So 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 15 tells us, Meditate upon these things and give yourself wholly unto them that thy profiting may appear unto all. So things begin to appear on the outside, right? Things begin to open up. Uh, uh, people, all right, call you. Things happen on the outside. Uh, doors open up on the outside uh, because you are incubating upon that particular vision. So you are not, it's not that you are not doing anything. That's not the point. You are doing something, but what you are doing is within yourself. And you know that what you are doing within yourself will lead to the appearance of something on the outside. That is an opportunity to be opened up on the outside. I mean, this afternoon, I got a strange phone call. And I mean, this just came from what you said, but it doesn't come from the blue. Nothing comes from the blues. It comes from somewhere. So, you know, I, I, just, I just looked at my phone and I saw two missed calls. I thought it was somebody else. All right. So I called the number back. And then I just heard um, a voice saying, this is so, so, and so. All right. And he used an ecclesiastical title and said, this is so, so, and so. He wants to speak with you. So I thought back, hey, wait a minute. I know this name. I, last time I've seen this person was probably 30 years ago. All right. And he used to be a minister of God. In, oh, he's still a minister of God, but in this country, he used to come and preach. Back then, he, University of Lagos, and we used to associate very closely with him, help him with his meetings and all of that. But I've not seen him, all right, in 30 years. Last time I saw him in my life, I went for a meeting in Church of God Mission near the airport, the one near the airport. And that bishop, that was, I was preaching, and then he introduced him. He said, ah, I haven't seen you in a while. Now, so this man comes up and says, ah, how are you? So I said, ah, University of He said, you remember, Escape 84, Escape 85. I said, yes, yes. And so we laughed. So he said, you know what? I said, what? I'm just trying to tell you that God can be working on things that you don't know about. Okay? It's not everything that you have to force the door to open by your activity. So he goes and says to me that, oh, you know, I watch you, you know, time, time on television. And I tell people that you have been at this thing for years old, that they will tell me, where well, I say, I keep telling them, ha, ah, this man, I've been at time, I've known him since 1985. So... He went on and said, the one day he said, I was watching you about five years ago, and my son said, this is the type of man I want to follow. So he went, he said he went abroad, I think it was his only child, and went to England for school, and now he's gotten back. He said, he came for your last platform. I said, what? Are you serious? He said, yes. Then he goes and says, then he says, all right, he now is getting married. And he told me that the only present I want from you is to get Pastor Poggi to come and preach at my wedding. Now, now, I'm saying the last time I saw this man was 30 years ago. I'm trying to tell you that things can be happening on your behalf that you know nothing about. All right? This idea that except you are the one arranging it, nothing is going on. 
Are you following what I'm saying here? All right. When Joseph was going to become prime minister, whatever title in Egypt, it was God that organized it for him. So there is something you do on the inside, which is the most, I'm telling you this, the most difficult work to the human nature. Right? And if that work is complete on the inside, then signs begin to show by themselves on the outside and doors begin to open up. And so we term that what we call incubating on your expectations. That's incubating upon your expectations. Now, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. It tells us in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directed his steps. So God says, your heart devises your way. In other words, it's inside your heart what the dream of your life is. Uh, the Bible tells us it entered into the heart of Moses that he was supposed to save the nation of Israel. So inside your heart, deep down within, lies the vision of your life. Uh, the minute you got saved, it was part and parcel. That is the hope that is on the inside of you, part and parcel of your life, deposited on the inside of you. So there's a yearning on the inside of you. Uh, there's some kicking that is going on within, uh, all right, yourself. It's there. I so want to start out by understanding how I incubate upon. And it will, it will require a quantum leap. It will require a breakthrough experience. It will require something significant happening in your life for that particular thing to be fulfilled. Reason is, it is out of your human reach. Can only be fulfilled, as the scripture says, within the veil. For it's the hope, the anchor to your soul, that is both sure and steadfast and takes you within the veil. So the only chances of it happening is you are right there in the secret place of the Most High and you experience what is humanly called, all right, a breakthrough experience. So we're talking about incubating upon that particular thing. That if that thing is allowed to grow and to develop within you, then of itself it will begin. Just like the hen sits upon the eggs. The hen must not do anything with the beak to crack the egg to try to cause that particular chick to come out. If the hen does that prematurely, that thing is not going to come out, survive and fly. It will not happen. So if you go with your own hands and you are trying to crack the situation, are you following what I'm saying here? Alright, but there is something you do, but what you do is not to crack it. Do you get what I'm saying here? There is something you do, we're not saying you don't do anything. But what you do is not what Moses did when he now took the rod and said, let me go and effect it. So what you do is what is called incubating upon that particular thing. And I'll explain what it means to incubate. It's a process that is going on on the inside of you that Paul somewhere, the writer of Hebrews, termed, it says, labor to enter into the rest of God. 
so you don't fall after the same example of unbelief. So it's something that happens on the inside of you and it's real work. And if that work is done on the inside, then the vision by itself will now begin all right, to appear on the outside. And then once it begins to appear on the outside, like the scripture says, that once the harvest comes, immediately you now move in and put in the sickle because the harvest has come. So there is a work to do, all right, on the inside of yourself while you are going on, all right, with your daily life. In other words, there are things you are doing, you should be incubated upon the next place that you are supposed to get into. Somebody was telling me about someone in this church, and I had a conversation with him, all right, and, and the person told him, he said, he was chance to be with a billionaire in this country. And so he asked him, he said, so how do you make so much money? And the man said, well, you see, what happens is, periodically we set ourselves aside to birth an idea that can bring wealth within the space of two years that will last us for 20. What is talking about is incubation. That will birth an idea that will, that will, that's the quantum leap. All right, that's the breakthrough experience. All right, that, that's, that's, that's you are incubating on something because you know, all right, you birth something and it's not hustle. Do you get what I'm saying here? Right, the thing appears by itself on the outside and the chance and the opportunity comes all right there. So it lies on the inside of you. And then your responsibility now is to incubate upon that particular thing. Now, incubation is something that is done within. Now, one of the things about incubating there, prayer is part of the process of incubation. And answers to prayers are not forced on the outside. Answers to prayers are first on the inside. And this is what I want to teach, all right, today. You don't look on the outside for answers, all right, to prayers. It starts on the inside. James chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 4. James chapter 4 from verse 2. It says, you lost and have not. You kill and desire to have and you cannot obtain. You fight and war. And that's why a lot of people is what is on the inside of them, they are trying to get and they fight and they war and they do all kinds of things on the outside. Wanting to try to manipulate people, try to force people, all right, to act in a certain way towards them, right? Attack and do all kinds of things to people because they want something to come out, all right, of the, and what, what they want is within them. And, and they're trying to grab and do all kinds of things on the outside. Instead of doing this proper work here. Now, it says this. And you have, you've got to understand when Christians are doing this, they Christianize what they are doing. Do you get what I'm saying here? They use the language of Christianity to fight. They use prayer to war against people. Oh, which is predominantly what he's saying here is witchcraft. All right? Where witchcraft is when a person subjects your consciousness to any form of activity to advance yourself materially at the expense of somebody else. Do you hear what I said? In other words, you want to gain promotion by the death of somebody. I told you, tell me one person that Jesus killed for his ministry to be fulfilled. One person. 
Jesus with all the power, which Pharisee died? One. Now Jesus came and said, all these Pharisees must die so my ministry can grow. Are you hearing anything to anybody? Yeah, they opposed Jesus everywhere. Did they, did they stop opposing him by him cursing them? They didn't do that. Right? So you fight and war and you have not because you do what? Ask not. So asking for that thing from God is the starting point. In other words, you go to God and you ask God in specific terms for the fulfillment of what you consider to be that quantum leap. In other words, you ask for it. On Sunday, I said that there are three levels here in our interaction with God. There is when God gives something to a person. There is the time when a person receives that particular thing. And incubation is about receiving it. Then the thought is when the thing is manifested. God gave it over 2,000 years ago through the resurrection of Jesus. After Jesus was raised, he blessed every single person with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if a person wants healing for their body, when were they healed? They were healed by the stripes of Jesus when Jesus died on the cross. But when they make a demand, this is what he's talking about. So if they want something to be made manifest in their lives, then they go up to God to ask in specific terms for that particular thing. I've explained it before in a teaching series in church. You join a company and then they take you and say, listen, relax. Do our work, we have your back. You say, what do you mean? They take you to a warehouse and they show you all, all right, the backup that they have, which means uh, all the ink and all the materials and the tools you are using for the job. They show you all what they've stored in that warehouse that if you have any need, all right, which means you're on your desk and your ink finishes, what you now do is that the environment has made a demand not on you, but on the supply in the warehouse. So you send an email to the people telling them that I will need this specific thing to be delivered to my table so I can continue my work. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is there, all right, in a, for, for everything you need, which means you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. But in the course of your activity upon the earth, then from time to time, you make a demand on the infinite supply in the storehouse of God. And when you make that demand, then you now receive by you sending a mail asking in specific terms for a portion of what you saw inside the warehouse. So when you come to that point, it says you have not because you ask not. So you go up to God, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. It tells us, do not be anxious about anything. But by everything, all right, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Put up the message translation. Is the message amplified? All right, put up the message translation of this. Okay, put up amplified. All right, yeah. 
Do not try to have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition. The word petition means definite request. Petition is a form of prayer, and the meaning of a petition is that you are asking God for specific things. So it says, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known unto God. So you'll take it up to God with thanksgiving. Why are you thanking him? Because he has made full provision for this, and therefore you come up with thanksgiving and praise unto him. And you, all right, come to God in prayer. And it says, the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In other words, God begins to work upon your heart. It says, the peace of God that passeth all understanding. So the first, all right, that's when a person has received from God. It gets into the heart of that particular person. And when it enters into the heart of that person, he has what is called the peace of God that passeth all understanding. All right, Mount God. Now, if you read it in the Amplified Version, this is what he's saying. Now, read it well. It says, it says, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, verse 7, and God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of the soul. All right? And it says, content with the which transcends all understanding shall guarantee. Now, you know what he's saying here? He's saying uh, the time when you receive that thing, it manifests itself with a peace that passes all understanding. So stay in prayer until that peace comes. That's what he's saying. Which means that you have stayed in prayer to the point where he's saying your mind can no longer be disturbed about that thing. Something has entered inside of you. I had a friend once when we were, we went, we were doing a, we wanted to have a, a meeting on campus, a faith seminar, it was actually a faith seminar, and I invited Dr. Jordan. And so the, suddenly there was riots in the University of Lagos, so we had to move the meeting to, to Medilac, that's Luth, that's the uh, teaching hospital. All right, but University of Lagos, we just put posters everywhere. So the posters we were supposed to put, uh, we couldn't use them again. So this friend of mine just came and said, don't worry. And he was a medical student, and he put the posters everywhere on Medilac, which they don't do in the medical school. So he became disturbed about it. You know, some, some people came to meet me and said, this poster you put all that. So I asked him, I said, why do you pay so much? He said, truly, I couldn't sleep at night. He said, but I went to the field and stayed in prayer. He said, I came to a place where I have received the peace. Something entered into me. He said, don't worry, nothing will happen. They won't say anything about it. And that was it. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.